This podcast may contain adult language and themes, or it might not. We're not really sure. We haven't recorded it yet. I'm Jason. I'm Diggs. I make software, music, and podcasts. I connect people, personally and professionally, and I like talking with Jason. This is the Candy Factory 5x5 podcast. Five conversations. Five random topics. Five minutes each. When we hear this sound, we move on to the next topic. Next. On every episode, we invite a very special guest to join us. My name is Savannah. Uh, I go by Sav, by and large, because I'm cool. Um, And I work in progressive politics. I've been at this for a couple of years now, but I've been in politics since I was a kid. Love being involved. I love the study of our government, and I love that our government is ours, and it's whatever we make of it. Um, How'd you get into progressive politics? Like, what's the the path? Sure. Well, let me tell you. I grew up in a very, very politically conservative family. Um, I, as a child, as a matter of fact, uh, my parents took us to meet uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, the black one, for those who don't follow uh, court stuff particularly closely. Uh, But he's very conservative. He's voted against affirmative action every time. He's voted against expanding abortion protection every single time. And this guy is my dad's hero so there's a picture of us with him and everything so that's what i grew up in and then i grew up and i went to college i went to indiana university of pennsylvania where i studied english and economics and i was like damn i think they're wrong about like a bunch then i spent six months in west africa where i studied uh econometrics and i did some stuff on like fair and free elections and whatnot over there because if you can believe it the british left it a disaster and i came back radicalized i like (laughs) like especially because where i lived in ghana was a former british colony i like and i studied in depth like how badly and intentionally the british dicked up the entire continent i was like i can't i can't do it i came home i took all the adele off my phone immediately uh i had to stop watching the great british baking show for like a little while i was like i can't do it i can't do it so uh i came back and i worked at a tech startup for a little bit and i was like man fuck this like right, this right. blows uh and then i joined the just king campaign doing communications and i've been at progressive communications ever since that's cool that's a great story yeah dog yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. There should be some interesting perspective here. I th- feel like Diggs wants to comment on something. Is it? No, I just I just feel like poor Adele for having to <laughs> to, to you know bear the brunt of her of forefathers hatred. as she probably doesn't like herself. Like, I mean, probably it's not like her fault that Africa got dicked up and down. I just needed some time because I did not want to direct any anger at her. But where uh, I was like emotionally in my like development, I was like, I can't both listen to you and vibe with you right now. But like, let me heal for a little bit. And I did. Right. And we're cool again. Yeah. You know, me and Doe, you know, she's That's all I wanted to know. I feel yeah, like cool. Africa. I feel like Africa getting dicked up was already topic number one for this episode. So five, five, five. It wasn't though. We have five topics coming up. Sav, it's great to have you on the show. Diggs, always a pleasure to see you. This is episode twenty-eight of Five by Five. Um, the way the show works is my iPad. His name is Frank. Is going to serve up five random topics. We're going to talk about those topics for five minutes, and then we'll hear a little jingle and move on to the next topic. You guys ready to roll? Yeah, but I want to say something really fast is that like we also name inanimate objects in my household. So, for example, uh, my cat, Lucille, has a reflection in the mirror that she doesn't like. And the cat in the mirror, her name is Beth. And we hate Beth. <laughs> I don't know if Frank has those mental issues or not. But I, what I do know is that he's already served up the first topic, which is other place you'd most like to live. Oh, that's a really good one. 
We all live here yeah. in Lancaster. It's have I assume you live in Lancaster City? Is that right? I live in Lidditz. Oh, you do? Why I do. I my ancestors that? actually founded Lidditz, which is one of my favorite party tricks because I look like this. Wow. So, so there's very few other places that I would I, – I love it here. It's America's coolest small town, and I'm very emotionally attached to it. But I've thought about this quite a bit because there are very few places in the world where I, like, visibly fit in because it's not Lancaster. And having lived on the equator, uh, the people in – in Ghana, the, the language that they spoke where I lived is called uh, Asante Tree. Um, and the word they used to describe non-Black people is Obruni, which literally translates to man from across the sea, but which more colloquially means white person I'm trying to get the attention of. And I was like, no, you wildly misunderstand. I have a, a Black parent. They're like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, okay, where could I go that like I would just like it would not be a problem at all. Right. So I've settled on maybe like Morocco could work. Mm. Okay. Um, right. I feel like perhaps like a Middle Eastern country. Perhaps I'm thinking maybe Turkey could. I could. I could slip in, especially if I did a uh, hijab. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Northern I'm thinking Egypt. like North. That's what I'm also. thinking. North Africa in general, I feel like would be pretty vibey. You know. And the yeah. and the, Tur- the, Cur- the Turkish coffee. Fabulous. Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Fabulous. Oh, unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Diggs immediately melting. Yes. <laughs> Truth. Diggs, where do you want to go? Where you, Where would you like I, to live? I don't know. So I, this came up the other day, um, one of those stupid Facebook polls or some poll somewhere. Mm. Um, so my sister's in the Netherlands. Um, I don't know if I'd want to live there myself, but definitely somewhere in Europe, um, I think, would be my top choice probably scotland to be honest i just i absolutely love the highlands when i visited um or I, I wasn't in the highlands i'm sorry but i was close to the highlands and i love the area um uh getting used to the accent would be tough um it, it, it's it's it was easier to understand where i was than say glasgow if, if I, i'll try to put can some... you do an accent right now the sky no um <laughs> think of think of sean connery drunk <laughs> oh boy howdy yeah back in uh, 99 i was in ireland for the summer playing rock music in a band and i, I hung out with some some scottish like real scottish people like it wasn't like shrek you know what i mean like and uh and i and i was hanging out with the with these people i had no fucking idea what they're saying and i was like I, I would say to them i would say to them i know you're speaking english i can't <laughs> like it ain't there you know and um yep. it's true it's like this it's it's tough you think because mm-hmm. you i think it's tough too because you hear little bits like a little you, bit you know, like it has to be like almost it more, sense. that's what it is it's like your brain is like there's something in there right if you're listening to a language where you have absolutely no context it's like cool this is background noise but if exactly. it's a language where you're like there's something god that's frustrating right and that's what it is it's just like it's it's so close to, to getting it and then you just go right off the fucking cliff oh yeah Diggs, you visited though you've you visited scotland but have you been to any of those countries you mentioned? Have you been to Turkey? No, and I had every intention. Well, I've been to Turkey. Uh, I went there. I was on like a like a tour when I was in college. It was very very cool. I was actually there during the Gezi riots in 2013, and I got tear gassed. Um, Oof. But I it, that bitch hurt. I would recommend against it. Wow. Personally, zero out of ten. <laughs> I had to have known somebody who's gotten tear gassed before, but this is the first time I think it's ever come up. So that's fascinating. I mean, it was because it was like. What ha- the super long and short of what happened during the Gezi riots is that the like their Trump took over before ours did, 
and he tried to sell off the Turkish equivalent of Central Park to some mini mall developers and a bunch of college students chained themselves to some trees or whatever and it turned violent and then the whole country erupted. So everybody was getting tear gassed and the the group that I was traveling with we were just walking around a city and there were a bunch of like moms and kids headed into the mosque just like running and running like because it was wild and uh you know we tried to like you know put a shirt over our eyeballs barely helped we tried you know they're like oh don't breathe in through your mouth and of course you're like you know because your nose burns you're like the worst idea oh very much recommend against opening your mouth around tear gas that did not end well. So if you have to choose mm-hmm. between the two, take the nose burn. Is what I'm hearing. Definitely take the yeah. nose burn because that should get in the back of your throat, your toast. Uh, the the real key is just to pull uh, pull a coronavirus with a you know do a mask. It's the best you're gonna get until you can just get the fuck out of wherever the tear gas is. <laughs> That's the best advice. Just get the fuck out of here. Just go as fast as <laughs> yeah, you can away go. Away is the object <laughs> of getting tear gassed. <laughs> first find the wind you know and, and just like that we're gonna get the fuck away from topic number one in this episode five by five and head straight into the mouth of topic number two which is travel horror story wow that sometimes these line up so beautifully look at god <laughs> that sounds like, so a travel horror. sounds like you already tackled this topic with getting tear gassed in turkey i don't know is that a that might be an alt an indie uh rock band album name Tear gas. Travel it should horror, be. Sir? Oh. <laughs> um, Tear gas in Turkey. What kind of music does that band play? I don't know. I'm going to dwell on that for a little bit and hear Doug Diggs's uh, yeah. oh, my story? travel horror story. Oh. Yeah. I'll be back with the uh, with the genre in a moment. Okay. Um, so mine, uh, uh, some dear friends know this story, and if they listen to this, I know I'm going to get text immediately, but it was uh, four, five, five, six years ago. Um, I was took my first solo trip to Europe. Uh, Norwegian Airlines was a new thing, which is in sunnier times is a low cost international air carrier. At the time they were just getting their stuff together. And I didn't know that the ticket I'd bought to return to the States was actually two different tickets. And I had to actually leave the airport in Oslo and go through security again. That was not made clear at any point until I got to Oslo for the connecting flight. Anyway, when I left the UK, my bag was a little overweight. I, they they acknowledged that, and I just, they were just like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I also didn't have to take my shoes off when I left the UK. So I'm, when I get there and they, I'm told I have to go out and come back around, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have to take my shoes off, uh, my bag's overweight, whatever. Get to the get to the counter, oh, your bag is whatever, uh, three, three, clom- three kilograms overweight. You have to uh, pay for the extra baggage, okay. Can I pay here? Oh, no, you don't have a chip. This is before we had chips in our debit cards wow. um, or credit cards. And I'm like, okay, but that's a, that is a, that's a, a strip reader right there. Oh, no, 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 it doesn't work. You got to go over there. I had to walk halfway across the airport to get the, to pay, bring a receipt back, prove I paid. They take the bag. I get to security. I'm trying to read the sign for what I need to do with my bag. Um, oh, key thing in the UK. They didn't make me take my, my laptops out. My laptop is which becomes important. So I read the, I try to read the sign. I get pushed past the sign by security, by the one of the security people, not the actual people that's checking your stuff, just the airport security guy. Right. Get pushed past the sign. So I don't do anything. I take my shoes off because I at least heard that instruction. Don't take my laptops out. Bag gets sent to the that other side. And they're like, oh, do you have a laptop in here? Yes, I do. That gets taken out, pulled around again. Bag goes to the other side again. Do you have a laptop in here? Uh, It's already taken out. 
long story short, I had to take my iPad out as well, but they were calling it a laptop. Oh. And it got to the point where I was like, that's not English. Cause they, no, they got, they got, they got flippant with me first and I was totally fucking jacked off. I'm like, look, you all pushed me past the fucking sign. I didn't get a chance to read it. You're going to fucking tell me that I'm the one that's wrong here when you are not even using my language properly. Like I, thank you for knowing my language. Did you go full Karen on them? A little bit. Cause no, she started with me first. Cause she was like, these damn Americans are so impatient. And I'm like, I wasn't the impatient one. You were <laughs> like, oh my God, chicks, I want to travel with you so bad. So uh, the, the, the finish the story, the, the quote sometime that gets quoted to me by my friends that know this story is laptop is laptop to make fun of the fact that I got yet. Also, oh yeah, they also cracked my screen. They cracked my Chromebook no. screen. Yes, but that's okay. Moving on. See, well, now you understand why I was on some fuck the British shit when I got back from West Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Join me. Poor Adele. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, I slept in Charlotte's uh, airport one night, um, and this is it was bullshit because it was like a it was a summer day. Like typically, this is winter oh. blues, right? Summer day, going to Phoenix, fly out of Baltimore, delayed for mechanical problems, get to uh, Charlotte late, miss my connection, so I got to get on the next plane. Thunderstorms roll in. Next thing you know, delay. Hour and a half delay, hour and a half delay. They delayed it every hour and a half from four in the afternoon until 11 o'clock that night. Then they canceled it. Oh, that blows. Then you have to get in line at customer service, and you're calling at the same time to see which connects first, the call or the line. <laughs> yep. And two hours later, one o'clock in the morning, I finally get a flight at 8 a.m. to Atlanta, then to go to Phoenix. But it's too late now to leave the airport because i got to be back at six it's one so that means if i found a hotel i would be able to sleep for two hours i ended up sleeping under the bench i was that guy i was down at the end sleeping under the little bench with my ipod my uh, iphone charger plugged into an outlet <laughs> i'm stressed for you right now like <laughs> that would not it was have a worked nightmare fucking 36 hours to get to phoenix anyway how about you, Sab? We got we got twenty seconds. What, what do you got besides being tear gas in Turkey? Okay, I've got fifteen seconds. Uh, my very first day in West Africa, uh, the passengers I was in a bus with got mad at the bus driver, and he got mad that they were mad, so he pulled the bus over and kicked everybody off, and I had my two suitcases on the side of the road. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> we uh, we. We are getting on the bus and getting the fuck out of here. All the way to topic number three. This episode's five by five, which is county fairs. Oh, are we taking boy. the bus there? We're taking the bus to the county fair. County fair. Oh man, so what a what can, what is there to say? Oh, okay. So I've been to one in Virginia, but I have a very terrible brother who used to live in Iowa. He now lives in somewhere in Southern California. I'm not entirely sure where. But he went to the great Iowa State Fair, where all of the presidential hopefuls go to. And he was oh. there in 2016. He, unlike me, did not have the political enlightenment that I did. And so he was very excited to text the sibling group chat and tell us that he got to say a prayer with Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I, I just, mean you know, it really felt like we connected him and me and the Lord. I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, of of 
so your brother's spiritually menage a trois with Ted Cruz and God. <laughs> and Yeah, in front of a giant vat of like frying who you know, God knows what. You know, they fry right. fucking everything in Iowa, and a, you know. So. <laughs> and a uh and a and and probably swine, maybe some goats, some cattle. Oh yeah. I mean, don't they serve fried butter at the <laughs> Iowa State Fair where you just like eat butter fried in a separate oil? <laughs> I think we might have that at the, the PA State Fair, too. I'm pretty sure I've... Yeah, my brother was very certain to go get... I think Pennsylvania does this as well, the butter sculpture. Yes. He got his selfie. <clears throat> and that was a point of pride. I, you know, I love this country. I really do. And because <laughs> there, there's nowhere else in the world <laughs> where people wait for five hours to take a selfie with butter. That's true. <laughs> That's, I, that's true, and, yeah. I, I, and I feel all like... of those people get to vote, and I just think <laughs> about that a lot. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like fried butter, like the fried butter truck, would show up at a lot of county fairs. Like that would be sort of a, you know, a landmark. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Where, like you know what yeah. I mean? Like where's the baby goats this year, Frank? Well, they're down past the fried butter trailer. <laughs> it feels like that would be a common. Mm-hmm. Conversation. Hang a left at the livestock auction. Um, right. You know, past the tractor pull. Uh, <laughs> like, I, so I grew up in western Pennsylvania, small town, up in the coal coal mining hills north of Johnstown, and and so Cambria County was my county, and I, I remember going to a lot of county uh, fair, like the annual county. Fair. I remember going to. The, I don't. I don't think I had the context. Right at the time, I didn't really understand what really a county fair was, and you know, till you sort of grow up and go somewhere else, then you look mm-hmm. back and you go, "Wow, we used to hang out there," you know. <laughs> but it was a it was a very agriculturally centric area, and so the you know the county fair was a big deal. It was like sort of a. Um, Did they have one of those competitions where it's like whose whose squash was the biggest? Oh yeah, yeah, and that was that was kind of it, right? It was like the uh, the big watermelon, the big squash, like that kind of stuff, and then the the prize cow and you know the goats and the sheep and um, I just remember it smelled, but you'd get but you, it was a good it was a place to hang out, you know what I mean? Like so you would just it was like I think it's September and we go up to the county fair. It was just sort of a thing you did, but um, yeah, looking back, it was. Backwards. I haven't gone to any since. I lived in Tennessee for six years. I should have gone to one down there. That seems like it would be County Fair Central. Right, exactly. Mm. Yeah. But the thing about See, because at least there, what I am suspecting is that at the very least in Tennessee, you'd get some half decent musical acts rolling through. Yeah, you probably would. And depending on the county, the one thing about so I was in Nashville, and Nashville's a metropolitan area. And of course, it's transient. A lot of the music business is the core. So it's a very diverse city within itself. Vanderbilt University is right downtown. But, I mean, it was literally, like, you think Lancaster is bad in terms of, like, you know, three miles out of the city, it's a different place. Nashville, Tennessee was just like that. And for, for a massive city, not massive, but, I mean, it was a, it was a big city in terms of um, cities go, like, compared to Lancaster. T- literally 10 miles out of Nashville, and you were in a different place. And, and mm. northerners weren't necessarily welcome. And I know that's kind of, you know, they were, they're still fighting the fucking war down there. I'm going to tell you what, I lived in, in a town called Smyrna. Which is southeast Smyrna. of Nashville for a while, and uh, yeah, there. I mean, there. There's guys down there that are still. They're not quite sure if it's over. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I no. I grew up like way outside of the city of Lancaster. I grew up in Reamstown, and the people of Reamstown, sort of out like headed toward Reading, they would refer to Lancaster as 
the city. And they would get very nervous. Like you would plan for many weeks and you go yeah. with a buddy and you would map quest it and you would print it out because it was confusing. There were one way streets. That was a huge fucking deal for the people of Reamstown. They were like, what if I need to go the other way? What will I do? <laughs> it just stuck. <laughs> Well, we're going to print out our own map quest all the way over to topic number four. Hey, I, I was going good there. That was three three good segues until I dropped off. That's okay. Who do people say you look like? Sav. Oh, okay. So when I was in high school, back when American Idol was still something people watched on purpose, uh, I was told <laughs> that I looked a lot like Jordan Sparks, the, the mixed woman who won that one year. I got that a lot. Yeah, yeah. As I got older, I, I started wearing more like head wraps and elderly uh, white men would be like, you know, that Alicia Keys lady, did you, are, are you guys like, you know, and I'm like, thank you, Bob. Uh, <laughs> both me and Alicia Keys know how to wrap some fabric on our heads uh, when we are having bad hair days. So, yes, I will take that. Thank you kindly. Uh, That's the criteria to look like Alicia Keys is just wrapping your head in some fabric. Yeah, you just you got to be like vaguely beige <laughs> and <laughs> wrap some fabric around your head. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, and in college, I had very, very short hair and uh, I got Halle Berry now and again. But that was just the hair. I, I, I could not pull off the Catwoman suit. I don't think. But I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I can't <laughs> remember you. what the fuck Halle Berry looks like. But I'm, there's. I've got this vague. Maybe that's why I'm kind of going. Yeah. Because I got yeah. this vague sort of like blurry picture see, of her. Yeah. See, because light skinned, like I, I get a just a, a a swath of light skinned black women, just especially for people who already have difficulty telling non-white people <laughs> apart. I just get, a, just, you know, <laughs> Sorry. the first light-skinned person they can think of, they're like, I know you. I'm like, right. you sure do. You really do. And Ugh. I'm grateful that you recognized me. Thank you. This is the honor mm -hmm. of a lifetime. <laughs> Sign some autographs. Move on. That's exactly what it is. Diggs, how about you? You get, you, you get any, who's your doppelganger? The issue is like in college and high school, I was like always sort of, plugged into like the the older white people of institution aka trustees typically um and so i was all like i mean there's always kind of like three or four you know chosen people of color that tend to be invited to things and whether that's on purpose or not i will not divine like my reason for being there was i worked in the president's office at least in college but, Diggs, we get it. Old white people have money, and they needed a a, a designated minority. Congratulations. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But no, but the problem is there were multiple ones. So it was usually oh, like I was either yeah. So I was either Very Preston or Donnell or like it was, and we all were because they would start. They would just talk, knowing that they weren't really sure which one they were talking to. And then they would get to the thing that was like the differentiator, and it's like, yeah, that speech you gave to student government is like, no, no, that's that was Donnell. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, so it was that for famous people for sci fi around the time that, um, do you oh, get LeVar Burton? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I need something to cover my eyes. Uh, no, 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 not LeVar Burton. <laughs> no, this, this is even more esoteric. It's Serenity, the, the movie that was made after Firefly, which admittedly, I'm a big fan of the movie. Um, so thankfully, I at least knew who they were talking about when people would do this to me. But 
so there's a there's a black guy, a British black guy named Chibatelli Geofor, who actually was he uh, was in Twelve Years a Slave. He played um, uh, Northrop, uh, what uh, what whatever his last name, Solomon Northrop. Um, he played this role called the operative, where he was the the operative for the the government force in that in that universe where he was going after the the you know the the good white people of the spaceship and so everybody would come up to me if they knew the movie they would do he has this line where he goes just just somebody fire fire everything and that's what like sci-fi nerds would do to me sometimes like if they saw me in new york just come up to me do that line i'm like i'm not british i'm not him but okay we do look a little like i'll give them that like it's not it's not a straight just racist like black man black man thing but who do you aspire to be mistaken for? Oh, that's an interesting question. Oh, that is because a good mine question. is Tracy Ellis Ross. That's a good one. Thank you. That's the goal. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's a hate crime. You know, <laughs> you. <laughs> I bet you would know her face. <laughs> yeah, very goofy ah. looking. She's Diana Ross's daughter. She's in that show Blackish. Um, she was in Girlfriends in the early two thousands. Got it. Yeah, I'll look it up. You know what? If I if I could do a, a mustache, uh, the black cop from Law and Order whatever his name is oh yeah 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 then we could be on blackish together no no not no not no not, oh, the, not newer that one. One, the, the older one the guy Got it. From, he was who was partnered with briscoe i know yeah. who you're talking about okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so i have a problem and that is that i i i'm so out of touch with pop culture um i'm so out of touch especially with tv and movies and this has been a, this is a this has been a problem for 20 years um so i don't know that i even i don't get anybody nobody says i look like anybody and i couldn't even pick somebody do you tell me i guess if if steve jobs had long hair it's not kidding <laughs> bold very bold well it's, oh. t- it's time for us to stand up at the standing desk that's our that fifth was, topic that was a rough transition I, where would you have fucking gone with it i would have just you know no transition hard stop hard beginning okay just okay don't period, even acknowledge period new fucking sentence <laughs> the next topic on this episode five five is standing desk uh, I'm pro. Desk. We ha- we stopped doing pro and con, Jason. We need to well, bring that I back. know, but it's time to bring it back. So, are you are you pro? I am pro. I mean, I'm I'm literally standing at mine right now. Um, but I did not. I definitely think that this was a topic that somebody told me to put in because I don't know what I would not have put this in on on my own. But anyway, um, I think they're great personally. Um, not the stupid. Here's what here's what I get annoyed with when people go like, oh well, this means like I have to redo my office and you know I have to buy the stupid motorized one and and I sorry I know Jason you have a motorized one but are that's, you making that's fun different. of motorized standing desks? I'm making fun of people that that like buy them. No 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 no. Where they where like they file like an ADA complaint and then it's like the only thing that can fix this is the thousand dollar motorized desk. Like no 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 no. There are this thing that I'm using is a two hundred dollar add on. It's mechanical. It works. I know the motorized thing. Your motorized desk wiggles. Look, Jason. I'm not gonna I'll look. I'm not gonna defend my motorized desk. But what oh, I am okay, gonna right. defend is I don't work for anybody, so I bought that thing myself. <laughs> it wasn't like I went to the HR and said, "Look, I need a motorized desk instead of all those idiots over there in the cubicle. And that's they fine. can stay seated, but my back hurts." That's fine. But I me. didn't do that. <laughs> I work for this myself. This is hilarious because own... there are people with real problems. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. but, it's like does your standing desk need a motor can you just stand at it you know what <laughs> any desk is a standing desk if you stand up next to it well that's a great point doesn't mean you can use it though it doesn't Harsh. mean you can use it you can You're hunch back. over like the hunchback of oh, notre dame yeah. and that's sort of play well for the ada person who <laughs> i didn't listen 
that was the my object chief here is standing <laughs> and if you stand uh, up then you're standing that's that's fair Thank you. I have two degrees. Do you stand up, Sav, when you work? Not often. I usually, I, I'm more of like a crisscross applesauce sort of a worker. Okay. Um, you know, I, sometimes I like to, um, you know, just lay on the floor. I feel like that's really what does the least amount of damage to the whole body is if you just lay on the floor. So I'm. Wow, on your back? Sometimes, you know, you just lay, you know, because if I'm on a conference call that I'm like, it's more of like a presentation situation, you just lay on the floor. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no never... joints get damaged when you lay on the floor. That's, you know. A... <laughs> like, I need to move. So, like, how do you, like. From the floor, you don't. You lay there. That's what laying on yeah, the floor no. is for. I mean, I... if you need to move, then go do that. But if the object here is laying on the floor, then I doubt that moving is really something important to you at that moment. Uh, I used to have fair. a standing desk when I worked at the tech startup. And it was fine. I don't fidget very much. Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm ambivalent. Okay, so in fairness to me, I bought the standing desk. Um, <laughs> I bought the standing desk a couple, of, maybe about a year and a half ago. I tried it, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna build up to this, because you know you hear that these things are supposed to be good for. And I'm a, I'm elderly, right? So I'm like, I'm getting How up there. How old are you? Forty eight. That's okay. No, but compared, right? So I'm 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 right. I'm I'm kind of getting up there. My bones are starting to creak. Things are things are starting to slow down, so uh, I was like, you know what, I need to move around a little bit. So I'm going to do this standing desk thing. I bought the standing desk. It's got the motor, digs. It's got the motor, and it goes up, and it's got a few settings, right? So I thought I'm going to try this first thing in the morning. I raised the thing up. I lasted about four minutes. I'm not even fucking kidding you. My back, I was just like, oh my god, I got to sit down. So like the next day, I did it for like six minutes. I got up to a where I could stand for about 35, 40 minutes in the morning. This is an important question. What is your standing situation? Do we have an ergonomic shoe or are we barefoot on the floor? Because that'll make a difference. Well, I've got like a little rug and then I take my shoes off because mm. I like mm. my toes in the in the little. I used to be able to do like a little wiggly situation. Yeah, it's sort of like, like a foot massage. You know what I'm saying? Is it like a very soft rug or something? Yeah, like a shaggy rug. It's a mm. it's a great rug. I will. It's, a, it's like a bathroom. You know, it's like one of those bathroom mats that is not. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of shaggy. Mm. Um, what is that called? The sh I don't the, know. The freeze is it freeze? I don't. <laughs> what? I don't know what? Did I make that up? I think so. I love you though. The one thing I love you about did. this show is you never fucking know what you're going to talk about. I'm talking about the shaggy bathroom <laughs> mat that I put my bare ass feet on. For yeah. your motorized for standing motorized desk, standards. which you are defending to the death. This is impressive. I'm admitting it's, that. No. But my point it's, was, <laughs> is that even though I bought a standing desk and I've tried it, right? I'm using it about about 1% of the time. And it just, I just, I can't, I just sit. I just sit at the fucking thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I just put it down. That's fair. Sitting's <sighs> good, dog. There you go. Fastest 25 minutes in podcasting right there. Holy Same. shit. That was a marathon. <laughs> We went all the way to Turkey, which, by the way, I'm thinking the uh, uh, tear gas in Turkey, to me, oh, yes. is like one of those really bad turn-of-the-century new metal bands that kind of did the mm. rock rap thing, like a Limp gotcha. Biscuit kind of band. Mm. Ooh, mm. yeah. Oh, I see it. This would be a one-hit. That album came out. There was one single, did pretty well on MTV. It was like on MTV late at night. And then they were night. gone. Gone. Mm. The bass player sells insurance. The lead singer... Died from heroin. That's really good. The drummer does session work in Nashville. 
Nobody's heard of the. Nobody's seen the guitar player for twenty years. The last yeah, they heard, he went to vanished. India. And, yeah, he went to India. Started with gone. the Buddhism stuff. And that was it. He's oh, gone. I love that. And now he in leads a cult in uh, Washington. No, I'm going to propose gotta... an alternative. Uh, I'm thinking, and hear me out on this. It's it's Migos, like the rap group, but <laughs> it's all like uh, dudes with uh, head wraps. Head wraps. Ooh. I like yeah, that. it's like it's like rapping. They're rapping in maybe Arabic. Oh. And it's like shit. very like like they're rapping bad and bougie in Arabic. What what era would this be like? About what? Oh, now. Oh, they're TikTok stars. Okay, so so maybe they're covering <laughs> that song. Yeah, like they're doing a lot. Of, like they're doing like Arabic trap. Mm. Is is sort of what I'm seeing for tear gas in in Turkey because they're like in subversive. Turkey. Yeah, like if they were producing music in maybe like a slightly harsher uh, nation, they might be facing some some government sanctions. Oh. I, I'm just. I have to point out that the, the acronym is TIT. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, Sam, for being on the program. Well, I'm, ty- I'm uh, actually pleasure. tired after this one. I'm actually exhausted. So uh, thank you, Sam. Diggs, we'll catch you next time. Five by five. Here we go. The Candy Factory Five by Five podcast is recorded at the studios of the Candy Factory a co-working campus in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The show is produced and hosted by Jason Mundock. Along with co-host Robert Diggs, regularly joining the Yakety Yakking. Editing and additional production provided by Anna Tran. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the expressor. The Candy Factory is not in any way responsible if anyone said something stupid. Our theme music was composed and recorded by a really cool guy. Really cool guy. A really cool guy. Really cool guy named John Chin. Relevant links and show notes can be found on the show post at the Candy Factory website. Coworkinginlancaster.com. Maybe that's it. Is that it? Okay. <laughs>